Hey, beautiful human, thanks for letting us into your ears today. We're about to hang out with Olivia O'Brien and discuss her new mini album, episode season one. Is there a season two on the way? You're going to find out. Plus, she's a lot to say about so much, like life and love and everything in between. So yeah, share this podcast with those you care about. Subscribe and enjoy. Hello there, beautiful human. Howdy. Uh, I'm Zach. That is Daniel. Hello. And Daniel. Is, uh, uh, Not he, just Dan today? Again, full name today. Okay. He gets full name on Are you Then are you Zachary? Uh, well, it depends on how I act today. Okay. Maybe we'll determine full name or hyphenated name by the end of the conversation. Okay, cool. Olivia O'Brien, hi. Hi. Hey. Can I be Liv today? Yes. Yeah. Is that what you go by? Sometimes my friends call me Liv. I think Liv is very retro, which I think is kind of in theme with your existence today, but also in episode season mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. I like your phone case. Very like 60s, 70s energy. Thank you. Shout out to Wildflower Cases, my friend Sydney's e- e- brand. E- even the look. like. Uh, Thank you. It is retro, right? And it- Yeah. I feel like I just, I always have a new style. Like I'm just always into new things and new eras. I'm like obsessed with the past which is kind of sad because like i can never go back and live in a different time period but i'm like obsessed with all that stuff so i find myself always just obsessing over something new that's old new to me old to the world (laughs) but is it just an aesthetic or does that find its way into the sonic specifically on the we're gonna call it like chapters or an ep or it's technically seasons yeah it's an episode it's well it's episodes each song is an episode That's what we were going for. Um, I mean, I like I said, I I always am like obsessing over new things, and I've gone through phases. Like when I was actually making my first album, I was really, really into like fifties and sixties music, and I don't know if it really showed in any of the songs that I ended up putting out. But I made a lot of songs during that time that never came out that were super inspired by that. Um, And then I was really into like seventies music when I got. I was like. I mean, I'm still obsessed with Fleetwood Mac, but, like, I was really obsessed with Stevie Nicks for, like, a good year of, like, that's all I wanted to make. Um, And now I just kind of, I feel like I've been through phases of obsessing over, like, every different decade of music. Right now, for some reason, I've been listening to Love Angel Music Baby by Gwen Stefani, like, on repeat, the album from 2004. So maybe I'm back in the early 2000s. I don't know. I'm just, like, now I've had my moment with every single decade of music that I kind of just whatever i'm feeling that day i'll just be like today we're going to the 80s and we're going to listen to tears for fears and tomorrow whatever you know i feel like this ep is a collection of sounds like there's no one sound does that make sense yeah exactly that's kind of what i was going for is each song has a different sound and a different like theme the lyrics are different um from each other but then on the second half each song kind of has a counterpart so that's where it fits in together. But what I found is, which kind of goes back to um, when I was making my micro mixtapes, I didn't really want to do the album thing again because I found myself sacrificing good songs for the sake of making a cohesive project. And then I, it would take me forever to finish it. And by the time I'm done with the full cohesive album, it's like I'm already over all these songs. So I had all of these songs that I've been working on for the past couple of years and a lot of them were supposed to come out like over the pandemic and that didn't happen and whatever. Um, and I was like, you know what? I don't want to wait until it feels like a cohesive project again, but I also want to do something bigger than just my little micro mixtape. So I'm going to do an album, but I'm going to do it my way. You know? Yeah. I, I, well, by the way, like in your way is you cut it up, you deliver yeah. it how you want. <laughs> I mean, how do you arrange though? Do you... Do you go in knowing that you're only going to package it in 
like six song little boxes or do you create a bunch and then kind of pair them all up and put them together? Well, if it were my way, actually my way, where like no one could tell me what to do, I'd put out like a hundred songs <laughs> and like, deal with it. Really? Um, oh, God. yeah. I have so many songs that I want to put out, but I have to narrow it down because it's like, first of all, songs are expensive. My label's not going to pay for a hundred songs to come out. Like that's just not happening. Um, and also, you know, I, I only want to put out the best songs that I've made. So um, I might love a song, but it's pro- might not be something that people would like. Like maybe I I love it because it means a lot to me, but it's not necessarily super relatable or something that people would want from me. Um, and, you know, maybe those songs will come out down the line, but I kind of just narrowed it down to my personal top favorites that I also think my fans would like and enjoy and listen to um, and want to hear from me. So, yeah, I just, once I narrowed it down, I was like, okay, now how do I make these make sense together? And then I had the idea of, okay, they don't really make sense together, so let's come up with a concept that makes, that kind of forces them to make sense together. Um, And then I didn't want to wait until all of the songs were finished, because the stuff, there's songs on season two that aren't even technically fully finished yet. Like, they need to be, like, mixed and mastered and everything. The songs are written, but, and then I wanted to get a feature on one of the songs that's in season two, and, uh, I it's now it's done but I wanted to put out the songs on the first half and I didn't want to wait for the second half to be done so I was like I'm just gonna put out a first what? season and then the second season isn't whatever. that how a tv show really works I guess yeah the story's not yeah. finished yet so you put it on to the next season yeah yeah but you still know what you you have the first season as reference mm-hmm. exactly so how would you describe season one uh <laughs> well I I don't know if there's like something that describes it as a whole that's the whole thing is like it each song is different from the next but I do think it kind of tells a story like it shows every side of me Mm -hmm. um like there's a sad song there's like my like scary song for some reason I don't know why I wanted to make a scary song um which what do you consider scary though sociopath oh yeah it starts with like the psycho theme song and we made like a horror movie um and like I said it's uh episodes so they're all kind of inspired by like tv shows or movies or like types of something that you would see on tv or watch on tv which i thought was cool because i can get really really creative with that with the visuals um and that's been really really fun to do um and i once i came up with that idea i realized like oh my gosh all of these things all these songs actually fit with such a specific theme. Like my song, What Happens Now, is the last song mm. on purpose because it feels like the cinematic like ending, like when the ending credits roll. And like we, the visual, the little, we made like little short visuals for everything. And it's me in a car, like driving down a highway with the sunrise in the background, like dramatically. And it just like perfectly fits with that. Like that's what I'd want to see if that was in a movie, you know? Yeah, I ask, you know, th- what song you consider the scary one because... We're all going to die to me is a little scary, you know? Yeah. The concept of death, but also matched with that light and airy sonics that are also rather anthemic. I see you performing that at a festival, Mm -hmm. and it excites me. It's like the perfect sing-along. It is, and I remember- But in the worst way. (laughs) I remember I sent it to um, one of my friends, and he was like, I love this song, but like, it kind of makes me feel weird. The, the lyrics kind of make me feel weird that you're singing that. Like, it's so happy and, like, I want to sing along, but it kind of makes me uncomfortable. And I was like, perfect. Great. Love that. I just, I, I, if that song had a more dark production and, like, sonic, sonically, if it was really dark. Wouldn't it? It wouldn't, it would just be like, what the, what is she talking about? And when you. I feel for her. When it, It's like you add, a, it's almost sarcastic. It's, uh, and for that, we wanted to do almost like a, 
um, like fake, fake perfect suburbia world for it, kind of like Truman Show vibes. Um, and just because it's it's like almost eerie, but it's not. It's like still fun, and it adds kind of a lightness to a dark subject, which is something that I kind of like to do. And I think that the the track kind of sounds like a Christmas song almost when we were making it. We were like, this is so, it sounds like it we could make this into a Christmas song right now. It has like bells and it's just so happy. And I love the contrast that it creates with like the dark lyrics and the overly corny, happy production. <laughs> and not corny in a bad way. It's like, I, I love I love the way it works together. But what is it born from? What is? What do you mean, what is it born Like, where from? does it come from? Do you just enter the studio one day? My and severe, like... crippling fear of death. Okay. So you are afraid <laughs> of it. Yeah. <laughs> she says as she laughs. <laughs> but is there moments in your life where you're like, hey, who cares? Like, we're, we're going to die, so this doesn't matter? Yeah. I mean, it kind of, it comes and goes for me. Um, I'll go through points where I worry about it all the time. Um, I had my first existential crisis when I was like five, and I vividly remember it. I was sitting, and I used to share a Jack and Jill bathroom with my sister in my old house, I moved out of that house when I was like six. So I had to be like five years old. And I remember looking at my hands and being like, what the, like, I am like, what is happening here? Like I'm in a body right now. And I had like this weird moment ever since then. I've like had this weird relationship with death in my life. And I was literally five years old. I don't know how, like who was talking to me about that? <laughs> like what, where did I learn that from? But then I, and then I, I kind of stopped thinking about it for a while. And then it came, my fear kind of came back in middle school a little bit. And then in high school, um, the one of the first times I ever smoked weed, <laughs> I remember I was sitting with my best friend Ariel on her back porch, her parents' house, and we were smoking out of a bong. And I realized, I was like, oh my God, I'm high. And then I just had this weird feeling like, oh my God, I'm going to be old one day. And I'm like me, like I'm going to be old and I'm going to be saggy and I'm going to be <laughs> ugly and then I'm going to die. Like I'm not going to be here anymore. Like me, I'm not going to be here. And it was just this weird, and I was like, I just had this weird realization, but like, obviously that's going to happen. We all know that. But for some reason, something just switched in my brain. And then ever since then, it's been, <laughs> so that's my story. <laughs> but now I go to therapy, so everything's fine. But does this, the, the thought of death prevent you from doing certain things in your life, like relationships or whatever else it may be? Mm, no, it doesn't necessarily prevent me from doing anything except for maybe like sleeping at night. <laughs> that prevents everything else yeah <laughs> um literally everything everything's attached to something. i just have moments like it's not like something i'm worried about all the time but if if something clicks weird in my brain and i i feel like i'm always shifting my perspective on life and sometimes i'll go through a phase where i actually don't really mind and don't really care and then sometimes i it's all i think about and i it like consumes me and i want to I don't know. I was going to say want to die, but obviously it would make me not want to die. So but where does it leave you? It's like, do I want to, do I want to die? Do I want to live? Do I want to just cease to exist? That is the question. I think ceasing to exist may be the same as death, though. No? Yeah, but is it? What What's so scary to me is it's like you either, you either continue to live on for eternity, like whether it's in, in heaven or your soul, your spirit, or reincarnation, whatever you believe in. So that's that's one possible route, right? Living forever. Uh -huh. Or you die and just it's nothing and there's nothingness. And both of those, to me, are equally as terrifying. Which one would you rather for yourself? I, I can't. I don't know. I would rather neither. <laughs> yeah, me too. Because it's so, like, I don't want to live forever, but I don't want to die. Like, I didn't ask to be born. 
<laughs> so I guess you didn't ask to die. Exactly. Wow. And I didn't ask for everyone I love and have that everyone that I've ever met to die either. Like that's also scary. What if I live longer than all my friends? That might be worse. It may happen. <laughs> like this is do you really think about this? All the time. All the time. I mean, that's not healthy energy. I know. So, I need to work on it. So <laughs> this I mean, song it, provides no release? No, well, I when I wrote the song, actually, I was going through kind of a uh, it's not a great time and I was refusing to go to therapy because I used to hate therapy I was like I will not go to therapy I in the song I say um I'm not gonna pay to have a weird old lady stare yeah. at me um like I I don't I my mom forced me to go to therapy when I was little and I ended up getting misdiagnosed with a bunch of mental illnesses because my mom like thought that I was crazy but I was just like a depressed teenager and she was like she's crazy she, you need to put her on medication like all this stuff so I was traumatized from that like traumatized so I hated therapy. I never wanted to go. I went to like 10 different therapists growing up and I didn't like any of them and I would just sit there and not talk to them. So when I wrote the song, I was in a point in my life. I was like, I'm not going to go to therapy. I know I'm depressed right now. I know it's not good. I know my coping mechanisms are not healthy, but whatever. We're all going to die. Who cares? And so it's kind of like my me like joking about how I'm dumb and actually should probably be in therapy. And then I started going to therapy and taking medication and now I'm fixed <laughs> texting in my group chat doesn't count as therapy but all my friends are there for me don't need prescription clarity i do i do <laughs> prozac <laughs> i mean you feel better i do feel better i'm on a low dose too so i don't get i was like always afraid of the side effects i went on a bunch of different medication in high school and i didn't like it um but i really like prozac i think you just have to want to do it for yourself that's the only way that you'll true feel better is wanting to feel better and when you're really depressed you don't even know if you want to because the thought of doing that is daunting in yes. itself like you, you just don't even you're just so stuck and you have to get to a point on your own before you even ask for help and that's the hardest part 100 percent 100 percent Yes, beautiful human. Now that we are out and about like normal people, we are taking photos again. We are capturing special moments together after a very, very long year off. But you know, after you take that photo, making it physical is the right way to perfectly cherish the moment. Because like, what good is a photo if it just collects dust on your phone? Like, whatever. Make it physical. Show that moment off. Carry it with you. It hits different. When you can actually touch and feel and see a photo... That's not on just a freaking screen. So you got to check out myphoto.com. Myphoto.com. It is awesome. You can create uh, pretty much anything with a photo in like two minutes. Prices start at 12 bucks. You can uh, print your photos on things like acrylic, glass, metal, wood, literally anything. I just did a uh, little photo cube with my dog Lou and it really makes me happy. It sits on my shelf at home and it's like he's staring at me. Uh, try it out. MyPhoto.com. If you have a photo that's just sitting on your phone that you want to bring to life in a very cool way, MyPhoto.com is the perfect way to do it. I promise. There's really not much to it. It's very fun, really easy to do, and totally worth your time. And if you use my name, Zach, at checkout, you get 20% off your first order. MyPhoto.com. Again, you can make things starting at 12 bucks. so bring your photos to life. Be able to carry them with you. Hold them with you forever. MyPhoto.com. Use my name, Zach, when you're checking out and you get 20% off.
What were your coping mechanisms? Drinking. <laughs> no, mm. not drinking. Um, yeah, drinking. Mm. I would just go out with my friends. And it wasn't like, oh, I'm sad, so I'm going to drink. But I was like, oh, I should be going out and I should be having fun. And I would go out and then I wouldn't have fun. And I would feel way worse. And then I would go home and cry. Um, and I would just dump everything onto my friends. Like, I don't know how they're still friends with me. I would dump everything on my friends. I would dump everything onto the internet. And I and also my writing, that was probably my one healthy coping mechanism. But I would just, like, tell everyone, oh, my God, I'm so sad. And then I wouldn't do anything to help myself. Which, like, you know? Felt. <laughs> what can you do? Understood. Yeah. In it. Understanding it. But it's hard. It Well, well you know, in, in my case, it's hard to have the realization and to come to it and then to find help or seek it out. And then, you know to your point, like it could get daunting to a certain degree and like, yeah. But once you find the right therapist, it's fantastic. Yeah. And I was lucky. Like once I decided I wanted to go to therapy again, I really liked the therapist, the first therapist that I saw. So, and who knows, like if I hadn't liked that first therapist, maybe I would have been like, nope, still hate therapy. Can't go. And then would quit instead of what I, what you should do in that situation is, you know, keep trying until you find someone that you like. So I got lucky. I got really lucky. Um, but yeah. So super fun depression. No, I mean this stuff should be discussed yeah. and talked also, about. Also, I got diagnosed with OCD, and I didn't even ever think that was a possibility of something that I could have. But then after I got diagnosed with it, I was like, everything I've ever done makes so much sense now. So like, like what? Like just intrusive thoughts and like weird, weird things that I've always done that I never associated with anything. And I've always had really bad anxiety. I didn't realize OCD is an anxiety disorder. I think people people think of it as like. Um, cleaning and making sure things are always right. And there's, yeah, yeah, there's certain things in my life that I do have those kind of, like, that kind of thing with. Like, my bed, if someone touches my bed or if I get one little thing in my bed, like, I freak out. But it's not just, like, oh, it has to be clean. It's, like, it creates this weird thing. When when someone, like... yeah, when someone is in my space and, like, touches things the wrong way. And it doesn't have to necessarily be clean, but it's just, like, the way that I put it. And it, like, irks me to a level that probably is not normal um but that's not the only thing that is having ocd like it's it's a, a lot more complex yeah it's um, overactive thoughts thinking yeah. about the same thing over obsessing and over again. obsessing yeah. yeah and that's probably also a lot of the um death stuff it's like why am i obsessing over something that i can't control that's ocd <laughs> yeah so vibes well who's the sociopath <laughs> um you know me uh okay well all right let me ask this since the last time we saw you in person because zoom interviews don't count Mm -hmm. um have you have any more little tally marks no No. i've had three you only have three i'm just checking to see if there's a fourth on there i know my bracelets okay so just three Mm -hmm. so back to the question who's the sociopath Dan, you know. You already know. Okay, I just know. I I, just, I would assume. I was worried about this. When did you write this song? Um, I wrote that song, let me see. What are you like? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I randomly become professional. Let, let me deflect it <laughs> my phone and let me turn on an accent. <laughs> now I'm expecting you guys to be like, so when did you turn British? <laughs> um, uh, I don't know. Actually. Wait, I'm trying to find like the first. Um... Dis- I want to say November, <laughs> November 27th, 2019. So the oh. day after my birthday, actually. Oh, randomly. wow. 
Well, that's when I actually no, maybe that's when they sent it to me. But so November, November of 2019. Olivia. Yes. So <laughs> Jocelyn was obviously a very, very big song of yes. yours, and the internet did a lot of digging. Mm-hmm. Did Hold you on. enjoy what? Let's just call it what it is. Like, so the song's about Logan Paul, right? Because he is he is that to a certain degree. A sociopath. Yes, I would assume. And it's wrong to assume because I don't necessarily know the person. You're going off the lyrics. Um, yeah. So I know I previously said that it was not about him. You're what? I previously said that it was not about him. I'm pretty sure last time I was here I said you like asked me. About, about Jocelyn? Or the sociopath? Jocelyn. Yeah. Well, no. Yeah. No, you, you told us afterwards, but you said we couldn't say okay, it okay. publicly. Ah. Oh, I did. <laughs> we edited it out. <laughs> we we saw, we saw, yeah, we took you it out. I see, because I'm a random hoarder. It's one of my problems. I'm literally sweating. Oh my god, I'm literally sweating. This is a this is a card from you that came with flowers. It says, "Sorry, I spilled so much tea and made you clean it up." <laughs> Love, and hey, I, I I don't even know why I still have it. It's because I'm a hoarder and I'm it's a it's a gross habit. Keep it forever. <laughs> yeah, I guess now. Um, yeah, I like just didn't want anyone to know. I don't like people in my business. And also, like... I get that. I, and by the way, respect. Not that it's embarrassing, but it's kind of embarrassing. <laughs> Just because, like, the way that people think about him... I think he's um, very entertaining. He is. He's uh, Yes, he's quite entertaining. Very yeah. entertaining. Um... Yeah, but I've... You know, I just knew my fans would not... They would be disappointed in me. <laughs> also, like... I I just hate when people know too personal details. Like, I'll, I'll say the most personal things ever but then just like leave names out so that people don't assume things like me me publicly dating todd now everyone just assumes all my songs are about todd and he never did anything to me he's the sweetest guy ever people think that like people think that jocelyn is about natalie i'm like i literally love natalie i remember i commented on one of her instagram photos like complimenting her and people were like oh my god you're being so insecure right now why are you i was like what like i love them together like none of that is about that so i feel like if i publicly i'm talking to someone or have any connection to someone then it's just going to create that all over again but then there's a point where people just find out and then i need to stop like trying to hide it because then i'm just being a liar and i don't want to be a liar but i don't want people to know my business you get caught in a really weird position yeah because you don't want to over you don't want to share it all really yeah and i don't want to be one of those people that goes on to a a podcast or wherever and is like yeah i hooked up with this guy and then like (laughs) like, that i'm not that's not my vibe i don't want that But you're in a position where people will do the research and figure things out. I know. Let's keep it moving. Well, listen, this is something new I'm testing here. One second. First of all, this picture of you is hilarious. Dan's been adamant about getting himself on TV. (laughs) What are... uh, (laughs) I hate the internet. I need to stop reading bad word about me that's not true. Um, I don't know what day that was. But it's good to know you screenshot her stories. Yeah, I found this and I said, you know what? This is going to be good next time we speak to her. <laughs> you just saved it? Yeah, I have a whole folder on, on here called interview screenshots. Wow. This is not my only one for you. Oh, We good. got a bunch to go through. Goody. Um, yeah, I mean, I actually do see things all the time that are just blatantly not true about me or my friends or like someone. I was like sitting in my house and someone kept commenting on my Instagram. I'm pretty sure it was this. That was what I was talking about. Someone kept commenting on my Instagram and was like, "Why are you traveling right now?" It was like during the like, oh. and someone was like, "Why are you traveling right now?" Tell you and your friends to stop traveling. Olivia O'Brien's traveling right now, and I literally was like, "I'm sitting in my house right now. I'm in my house. What did I do? I didn't do anything." So, mm. yeah. 
people are just crazy. And they literally, like, people actually, I think the most terrifying part of the internet is that people actually just make things up completely and they can. And there will be other people that will believe them. Yeah, because as long as you have a screen and a keyboard, you have the ability to write your own narrative exactly. and That's do so scary. whatever. Totally. Oh Keep it moving. Any girl you probably listens to my music. <laughs> you got a lot of hoes, but I'm the best to ever do it. My name start with a no, but I never got a fake one. Oh, that I had to change that one because it used to be uh, um, it used to be uh, the first letter of his name. <laughs> Wait, excuse, explain that. It used to be your name start with an L, but I ain't never gonna take one. <laughs> oh, who made you change that? Me, because I didn't want anyone to know. But it was I changed it before people knew, and then I was like, okay, well, I actually like the O line better. I think it's funny. Great record. <laughs> um, are you rich? No. <laughs> I'm sweating. Why are we laughing? I'm. Am I rich? Yes. You Just, mentioned the money you have in that. Yeah, song. but it's it's more of like like kind of like a manifesting like affirmation song to myself of like yes I'm a bad whatever like there are some yeah. things that in there that I you know may believe to be true but um it's also just kind of like hyping myself up because all my songs are sad and depressing and i just wanted to like give myself a little moment there um beyond yeah and i am not like super rich but i came from like my family never really had money growing up i mean i we had money when i was really little and then my dad like got screwed over in his job we lost everything our house got foreclosed on and then i was like i didn't have any money growing up after that and then when I started making my own money, I immediately was like the richest person in my family. And I was like, I'm a big baller. And I went and bought like Gucci bags every day. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, I probably shouldn't be doing that. And then, um, yeah, I have, I'm, I do well for a 21 year old girl, I'd say. You bought a house. I bought a house. I did. Mazel tov. Thank you. That's huge. I wish it was bigger, but <laughs> 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 it's only three bedrooms. That's it. Oh my God, you're poor. Yeah, what, so poor. What are you going to fill it with? Well, I do have a roommate. Okay, are they paying rent? Mm, that's a good question. Okay, that's a bad investment. Yeah. No, I don't know. <laughs> well, you have an extra bedroom? Uh, no, I have a studio room that's currently oh. filled with a bunch of boxes. And then um, my room, and then my friend Quinn is staying with me right now. And then I have like a little, little, they converted the detached garage into a little like, guest house thing but it's just one room it has a bathroom in it but it's just like a, almost like a little tiny studio apartment that's awesome so i'm gonna put like uh make it kind of a guest room for my sister wants to come visit and put like a little pull-out couch in there wow and then yeah look so at you i know that's i was like it was it's been on my like vision boards to get a house for a really long time i've always been too scared to make the investment because like when you buy a house like all of my money is going there like a lot of money and it's, it's all in the house right now. So, and then now, like, I don't have a landlord to call. Like, if I need to fix something, I need to fix something. It's all you. But my dad is really, really helpful. He's helping me with everything. And right after I, mo I, I moved into my house, the next day I went to Turks and Caicos. <laughs> and then from Turks and Caicos, I went to New York. And then from New York, I went to London. Spending a lot of time. So I was gone for three weeks. And then I just came home, like, last week. Or I don't even know. I have no concept of time. But, yeah, so I just am finally unpacking everything in my house. And my dad was unpacking the whole kitchen for me and like wow. helping me find gardeners and everyone to do like it's just I forgot how much you need to do when you have a house and I have a lot to do and it's scary I'm just, like nothing is done so it's interesting but yeah I'm really proud of myself it's been one of my goals for a while. <laughs>
That really stresses me out. But I am so yeah. far from ever owning a, anything. Yeah, that's one of my goals too, but I don't see that happening anytime no, no, soon. No, no, no. Really? No. 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 Nobody. N- n- I was asking you where you lived, honestly, here. because I was like, well, if she's got a house, I could take a room, but it's too far away from our studio. <laughs> it is. It's kind of far. You're trying um, to be a roommate? Well, she gives out free rent, she just said. Uh, Dude, right. but no, what's crazy is like, I should have bought a house like three years ago because yes. I was when I was looking, I was like, I could have got a nicer house three years ago yes. for this price. Like I was, and I, I've always been looking to buy and then I end up renting because I get scared because I'm like, I don't want to put all my money in a down payment. Like I, that's like my entire bank account. Like I can't do that. Um, So yeah, I was always scared. And then now when I actually wanted to buy all houses are so much more expensive and they're the market is insane yeah it's hard to get one i found like my literal dream house and someone bought it for like four hundred thousand dollars over the asking price which was like i would didn't want i didn't i put my offer in at asking and with a mortgage like i'm not paying all cash i do not have that kind of those kind of funds um and and uh someone put an all cash offer for four hundred thousand dollars over what it was on the market for and i was like I'm never getting a house. I'm never getting a house. Welcome to Los Angeles. But I got a house. Everybody's rich. I know. It's so annoying. Like I like every time I think that I am kind of rich, then I meet someone and I'm like, I'm not rich at all. Like I know I I've met people that have just stupid kinds of money. And like obviously I know I'm I do well for myself and I am so grateful. But people have so much money here. It's like frightening like why do you how do you have that much money what did you do i want it no i don't (laughs) well i think this is a perfect tie-in to call mom i was literally just gonna go there daniel wow look at you look at that uh crying backstage but playing the fonda is that reality i was at that show um kinda um it just rhymed (laughs) but i have i did play that i did play the fonda actually i played it with jack and jack um but yeah, that song, I was scared that people would misinterpret it as, like, me complaining about being rich, which is just, like, it's not... I said, um, I just can't afford to be rich any longer, but in my head, what that line meant is, like, I was trying to keep up this image when I moved to L.A. of, like, oh, because I I'm immediately started hanging out with all these kids that, like, have their parents' money and they're all... Or, like, they've been in the business for a really long time and they're actually really rich. And, you know, I like I said, I just got money, so... I was trying to keep up with everything and trying to like buy the designer stuff and like learn all the things that I had to do and what was cool. And then I found myself like not, I I wasn't able to keep up with the lifestyle anymore. I didn't want to. And I was like, this is stupid. I'm wasting all my time, wasting all my money. Um, And so that's what the song's about. And kind of like feeling like an imposter in adulthood. Like I'm not a real adult and I'm just here. There for the party, but not when it ends. Mm -hmm. Do do you still enjoy living this Hollywood lifestyle? No. (laughs) Well, I I do. I do. I like to go out every once in a while now. I don't like I used to always have FOMO. Like if my friends were going out and I wasn't with them, I would be like, oh, my God, I'm missing out. Now, when I do go out with them, I'm like, okay, this is just like every other time. And I like to go places like I went to London by myself to see my friend who lives there, like one of my best friends. It was his birthday. And I had so much fun. I was literally by myself and just did whatever I wanted Um, and experiencing other places i love going out somewhere other than la like anywhere other than la i will go to a random bar i when i was in new york i went um i met up with this guy and i was like he was cool but i wasn't like you know trying to make anything of it so i got bored we were at like a sceney place and i got really bored and i was like let's 
go. Let's go somewhere. So we got on city bikes. We were drunk and we r- drove around. I don't know. Is that like, is that like You're dangerous? Okay. <laughs> we only went two blocks. So I got scared. Okay. Much, <laughs> much worse things have happened yeah. on city bikes. Probably. Um, and then we found this like random bar. There was no possible way I would know any single person in there. It was like kind of weird and scary, but I was drunk. So I was like, this is funny. Then we were like, oh, like we want to go um, to a smoke shop. So we go, we go around the corner and some guy runs up to us and was like, you guys are such a beautiful couple. Like you guys are, so, and we were, I was like, thank you so much. We've been together for two years and, uh, and we have a baby on the way. And he was like, oh, we just found out it's a boy. And then we just started lying to everyone that whole night. We went back to the bar and we just started lying to everyone. We started lying to this guy that was sitting next to us and like, yeah, we've been together for two years. We're engaged now, blah, blah, blah. And then I would like randomly turn around and be like, Cameron, are you cheating on me? And like, just be like insane to this guy. I told the guy I was pregnant and I was like drinking. It sounds like a dream night. Why? No, it was so fun. That's what I'm saying. I like to go places by myself and just do stupid things and lie to people. But why not do this again with this person? Oh, no, I can do it with someone else. <laughs> How do you meet he this was, person? I've, I've known him for a while. He's just like a guy. He's cool, but okay. I don't like to hang out with people's wives. I'm just kidding. Do you um, meet over an app? Do you meet from friends? They're friends. I've known him for like years, actually, but he just recently moved to New York. This is not important. I want to know. I mean, this sounds like a great evening. I would want to. It was a great. This. It was a great evening. It was a great evening. But, but clearly not great enough to do it again. But it, I'm just saying, like, that's not stuff I can do in LA. Because if any any place that we go to, like, I'll know people. Like, or I want to go to a random bar, but my friends are usually not down for that. I think they're starting to open up to it more now that like after we experienced like not being able to go out at all during COVID, they're kind of like, okay, I'm down to do anything. And so I want to take them places that we would no- normally never go and just do stupid things. Cause I, it's so much fun to well, me. Do you find genuine friendships within this like elite, rich, fancy, famous circle of people? Yeah. I feel like, um, most of my friends weren't necessarily like born into super rich families or anything. Like their stories are kind of more similar to mine where like they came up, um, on their own thing um, when they were like teenagers so I think I kind of relate to them in that sense like Kelsey she comes from a really normal family and just started making money from being pretty <laughs> and so um, it's I don't know I, I, I I'm kind of intimidated by people that come from really rich families like they scare me I just feel like I can't relate to them at all and um, but I've kind of found a good group of people that have more relatable lives even though like our lives may not be as relatable to people now um I don't know and and there's times when I don't necessarily agree with my friends on things or I feel distance forming between us or we don't necessarily like the same things or have the same interests like there's and, and I have that with each one of them in different ways um but I don't think that's a reason to not be friends with someone or not have a genuine relationship and connection. And I've realized how to kind of balance my friendships and not rely on people for everything. Like I have certain friends that I would do this with and certain friends I do that with and certain friends I go to when I want to party and certain friends I go to when I want to cry. Like there's, you just kind of have to uh, learn people and understand them and, and not take things personally and learn how to balance your relationships as an adult. I think that's just part of growing up. But isn't a best friend somebody you want to do all of it with? Yeah, and I have people for that, too. <laughs> Where does a song like No More Friends come from? It comes from the heart. <laughs> but does something happen in your life that starts that? Uh, that happens to like, me literally all the time. But, but okay, so... Like, I get friend-zoned. 
Really? <laughs> yeah. I feel like you also friend zone people. Yeah, all the time. But I hate when it happens to me. When was the last time you got friend zoned? Um, very recently, like March. <laughs> it's July. That was that's the last guy I really talked to because I don't like I don't like people that often. Like I'll like like I just said like I'll hang out with someone and like if I don't immediately like if I'm not obsessed with them, I'm not. It's not a yeah. thing. So that's why that's why I tally mark. <laughs> um. This guy wasn't wasn't necessarily a tally mark, I don't think, but I did. I was really into him, and uh, yeah, it's just it's just unfortunate. I think that's why I don't like people that often because this always happens. Like, what what is going on? I why do you want to be my friend? I love your tattoo. Which one? The one the the guitar. Amy? Yeah, it's Amy Winehouse. Wow. Thank you. Who did that? This girl Morgan in London. I actually just got this one from her when I was there the other week. Um, it's a mermaid and a fairy. Very cool. But yeah, she's great. Um, really beautiful pieces. Thank you. Yeah, why would somebody friend zone you? They're crazy. Um, because they met someone else. <laughs> oh. But still. Oh. 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 What? Yeah. And yeah, we're on the same page here. <laughs> yeah. uh, keep it moving. What happens now? <laughs> It's a question I have, truly. Keep it moving. What happens now? Yeah, yeah, together. Um, no, that, by the way, you do end on like a cliffhanger, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so we're making our way into the next season. What do you learn or really what do you gather from season one that you're taking with you for season two? Um, well, I like to, I, I liked leaving it on that kind of cliffhanger because the, the counterpart for what happens now in the second season is like, it's called Start Again, and so it's like, oh, listen to it over again. <laughs> so that's, like, the ending, and then there's, like, the, it's, like, the halfway mark. Um, I think, I don't know if there's anything necessarily that you should take away. I think each song, like I said, has its own specific meaning, and they, they don't really go together. So I don't know if there's one message that I would um, want people to take from it, I guess. I feel like my this, there's not really any like love relationship type songs like they're not really those kind of songs in season one and there's definitely more of those in season two, um, like like sociopath is obviously about like being heartbroken by someone, um, calm mom is about being sad about being an adult, um, we're all gonna die is being sad about dying, <laughs> um, and like what else? No more friends is about like being friend zone like it's all all kind of different genres too right? they are they are but they're not are they're you, not about like love or anything and in the second half there's a lot more of those kind of songs are you trying to find sonics like are you trying to find a sound that works to f take with you or no, what i'm just vibing <laughs> just vibing i just i like so many different things that's kind of the point of it is like i like so many different things i've i've changed my style all the time i change my hair all the time i listen to the most random different genres of music from all different times and I'm just into so many things and I'm, I'm not the kind of person that's like into one thing and then moves on and is like oh I hate that now like I'm and now I'm all about the early 2000s and yesterday I was all about the 90s like it's not it's not like that it's like everything that I love I kind of add to the grand scheme of Olivia it's like all a part of me and I like to take it with me so I feel like I just want to be able to create whatever I want to create and make whatever sound I want to make and whatever, whatever, and just 
have that freedom all the time because I hate putting myself into a box and being like, oh, I'm only going to make songs that sound like Jocelyn and No More Friends or oh, I'm only going to make sad songs that so sound then, like Call Mom. How do you know what people want? I mean, clearly it's working because you're about to do a bunch of festivals, right? Yeah, a couple. <laughs> like a ton. Are you doing uh, Are you doing the one in Napa? Mm-hmm. Bottle Rock. Oh, I'm inviting myself to yeah, that. Yeah, come. Inviting myself. It's my hometown. I, I look, uh, Napa's one of my favorite cities in America. The greatest place. But you're doing a ton. I'm just, I'm doing, uh, I'm doing Lollapalooza, I'm doing Bottle Rock, and then I'm not allowed to say what else I'm doing. <laughs> That's it. I'm going on tour. <laughs> yeah, um, you're doing that too. The Olivia O'Brien show. Yeah, the Olivia O'Brien show. When does Zach season two show. come? <laughs> um, season two comes, I don't know. It's not I don't even know. done yet though. <laughs> it's done, it just needs, some things need to be mixed and mastered, which is like, doesn't take that long. Who's the feature? I'm also not allowed to say that. Who is it? It's a girl that I'm friends with that is really Stassi sweet. Baby. Yeah, it's featuring Stassi Baby. I made Stassi a song for her birthday. It's called Stassi Day. What? How's it go? You should share that. It's Stassi Day. Pull up in the bands. Had to change a number because she got too many friends. When we all together, yeah, the party never ends. She know how to crack. She know how to really spend it. And don't get offended. Ass so fat that I want to rear end it. She could touch her toes. Yeah, she could really bend it. Got so much money, she could never even spend it. Sorry, uh, I don't know her, but that sounds accurate. <laughs> it's very accurate. It's a it was great the, song. It was the first song I ever made in my home studio, and I was in my house for a year. I'm not joking. Was that her birthday present? Mm-hmm. Yes. That's oh, a great present. Mm-hmm. And we made her a music video. That's a good gift. Mm-hmm. I like to make people things now. Like my friend Mac, it was his birthday on June 21st, and I made him a friendship bracelet. Oh, wow. That, that, that's nice. Mm-hmm. It's a good gesture. I have a friendship should I, bracelet should on. Should I say the other birthday present that I made for someone? What? I made um, I made a CD of all the songs I wrote about a guy and gave it to him on his birthday. <laughs> I burned it myself and like made I like printed out like like sticker to like put the cover with a photo of us and like made a thing and like put it on and like put it in a little case and gave it to him. Are these unreleased songs? Some of them, yeah. Um, How many songs were on it? Ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you think they listen to it? Um. I mean, I don't know how, like, who even can, uh, do you, I don't even have a way to listen to a CD anymore. It was more just, like, the gesture. He's already heard them all. What was his response when you gave he it to him? He was like, are you in love with me? And I was like, no. Wow. <laughs> and then he was like, I love you. And I was like, yeah. But oh. he says, he, he means it, like, as a friend. Like, we say I love you as, like, a friend. Okay. I do that with my friends too, but usually, like, it, it's not like it, it doesn't. It's been going on for like two years, three years. Including when years, you were in the relationship, right? We weren't in a relationship. Okay, got it. <laughs> okay. I don't want to pry. <laughs> That's a yeah, good homemade my, gift, though. My love life is not, it's not normal. It doesn't, it's, it's not how things usually work for people, but, and it's not working for me either. <laughs> Who who's the who's the feature? Uh, I guess you said you can't say, but you said it's a friend of yours and it's a girl. Mm-hmm. And she's fire, and I love her. Um, Is it Madison? No, it's not. Everyone thinks it's either Madison or Maggie Lindemann. It's not. Okay, that was gonna be my next guess. <laughs> Dan's in. I got something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ollie Sykes is a pretty cool feature, right? How'd you, I, get, how'd you do that? So, um. My A and R like is friends with is she friends with someone in the band I think or someone that their manager or something, I think it's their manager. Anyway, she's like really tight with one of them, and um, we were trying to look for someone that could you know like 
add something to the song because it felt just like it just needed something and it needed someone with like insane vocals that has that talent in that kind of music like to just bring it and she was like I have the connect let's do it and I was like oh my god oh my god this is crazy and we got him on it and then as soon as he cut it he dm me and was like thank you so much for having me on the song like I can't get out of my head like this is one of my favorite features I've ever done blah 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 and I was so like I no one's ever been that excited to like do a feature for me and I was so like I was like freaking out I was so excited um and I think he just added everything that the song needed um he sounds so good on that song mm -hmm. he's he's insane so no notes so no notes no I mean are you just waiting for one of these songs to raise its hand because they all could be singles to a certain degree like what are you waiting for to like I don't know like I don't want to say work a song like like pick a single but like what is what's the strategy I mean, the, right now the single is No More Friends. That's the one that was like, you know, that my label put on the playlist and everything. And it rocks. Thank you. Um, I kind of wanted... But it leans rock, right? Yeah. We're, like, I think they're pro they're going to push it to like alt radio and stuff yes. too. Which is dope. It's a whole new audience for me. But then it's like, it, it raises the question of like, then are people going to look at my music and be like, wait, she doesn't make that kind of music. I mean, a Jocelyn is kind of in that vein. Yeah, sociopath is too. I guess, yeah, yeah, and and I have another song on the second half that is, but it, that's so that's kind of where people are like, okay, what are you doing when it comes to like me making all of these different types of songs? But I just don't, I don't want to stop. I like it. I like doing whatever I want to do, um, and I feel like it's kind of like, oh, I have a song for everyone. <laughs> there you go, make what you like. <laughs> but also, I just that's what I that's that's what I do. That's what I like. That's what I listen to. Um, I'm always inspired by new stuff, and I want to do whatever I want to do. Do you like write every day? Do you gather inspiration <laughs> Not right every now. day? Not right now. But uh, I mean, I'll randomly be somewhere and something will pop into my head and I'll write it down. But I haven't written in a while because I just nothing's been inspiring me. I've been, I've been, uh, I don't want to say bored because I've been doing stuff. But I'm just like, there's, I'm not like really in, super into anyone right now. Mm. I'm not like, well. Just like, do I, how many times am I going to write the same song? You know. <laughs> well, you're Are hoping we, to find the relationship that's different that produces different no. stuff. Well, yeah. It seems like. <laughs> don't want to bring him up again, but it seems like Logan had a pretty big impact that you were able to write so many songs about it, and you kind of need something like that. I mean, right? <laughs> I mean, every every time she comes in here, we talk about a song that's inspired by him, and now you're saying you got nothing. So. Is that a good thing? Maybe you are attracted to some sort of chaos, but your music, to me, sounds like it's ripped from your reality. Yeah. So, and I, d I definitely am attracted to chaos, and I like, I just, it takes a lot for me to actually like someone and have the emotions to, uh, to write about it. Like, I have to be really, really inspired, and not a lot of people can do that for me. I just am not easily entertained. Like you said, he's really entertaining. Mm-hmm. He's just entertaining. It's like, it, I, I like to live my life like it's a movie. He's funny. Does stuff. I watch. Write about it. Write it down. It's great. <laughs> I love it. Um, I have a question that's kind of different. Do you have to think a lot about what you post on Instagram? Like, do you have to think, well, if I post this, people think I'm an influencer, not a musician? Yeah. And recently, I have pretty much only, I feel like, been posting... I mean, I, I posted, like, from Tricks and Caicos and stuff, but, like, other than that, I haven't been posting, like, what I usually do, like, posting, like, cute photos of myself. I've literally just been posting, like, music stuff and then, like, 
stuff that I kind of have to post. Like I, when we went to Turks and Caicos, I did some posts for Evolve because it paid for our whole trip. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I recently Instagram has been scaring me. All social media has been scaring me. I don't want to post anything because I get scared about what people are gonna say. Yeah, and I just it, it's hard when like this is how people are gonna perceive me. Like p- posting something is like okay, people are going to perceive this, and they're gonna what are they gonna think? What is this gonna represent for me? And before I used to just post whatever I wanted and was like whatever, but now I get almost like nervous to post because I don't want. I don't know. It's it's scary. And then I feel like now I'm like, oh, do I have to like be wearing a cute outfit all the time? Or can it just be like a nice photo that I like of myself? Or like, does it have to be something? Instagram's become like a weird job, like a weird like subset of my job. And I don't, I don't know. I'm just like kind of over it. Yeah. I feel like Instagram's just become a giant place to promote things. And that's about all it is. Yeah. But I want to take cute photos and post things that I like, but I just also don't have the energy anymore. Like, I don't, I'm not going to be like, hey guys, can you please take a photo of me and like make my friends like, I do that for them, but I just feel weird asking them to do that for me and sit there and like take them. And when I ask Max to take photos of me, they always turn out like garbage. (laughs) (laughs) I have to position the phone like a certain angle and be like, stay right there. And then I like run in front of the camera and I'm like. (laughs) I mean, Max, she's a huge part of your job. He doesn't have to know the angles. It's not his job. Such particular ang- angles for that she likes her iPhone photos from. Yeah. Because they're not as good quality, good so you enough. have to get the right angle so that it looks right. Otherwise, it'll look weird. Truth. It'll like if if it's too like high up or like tilted this way, my legs will look this long and my upper body is like this big. It's like we don't want that. It's a hard life. We gotta get like here or here. That's it. That's it. You know. Now, how how did Dixie get f- boy? Mm. That was a great question. Um, so I wrote that song when I was like 16 and I was going to put it out and I was so excited about it. And then it just, some, I don't even know what happened. It just ended up, oh, I wanted to get a feature on it. I wanted to get Kaylani on it and she was down. And then we just like, it just never happened. And then I got older and I was like making new stuff. And I was like, this song doesn't really fit with what I'm making anymore. And I just doesn't feel like something I'd put out right now. So I just kept it in the vault. And then I was like, I have so many songs. I need to start pitching these. I just need to start pitching songs. Mm-hmm. I was feel like I was kind of hoarding my songs because I was like, oh, maybe one day I'll put it out. But then I was like, nah, like I, someone should, this song deserves to be out and like someone should be singing it. And it doesn't have to be me. And that's what I've kind of been trying to do more lately is uh, I actually just sent a folder um, Dropbox of a bunch of old songs that I want my um, publishing company to pitch to people. But yeah, so I, I sent it to her. I DM'd her. I was like, hey, I have some songs that I think um, might be cool for you. Like, let me know if you want to hear them. And I sent her a Dropbox link. And then that was the one that she liked, and she cut it, and the rest is history, I guess. Oh, wow. So you reached out directly to her. Mm-hmm. Anybody else you reach out to? Actually, no. Um, the problem, I mean, it's not a problem. It's kind of great. that, But a lot of artists these days really, really want to at least be in the room when songs are being written for them because they mm-hmm. want to kind of feel like they're a part of the process or they want to, you know, have some at least some publishing on, on it or whatever it is. Um, but, people like, there's less and less people taking pitch songs, and I don't want to... I almost don't want to like offend people of like, hey, like, I don't think you can write. Do you want a song? And like, that's not what I'm saying, but I just, I'm scared people would take it that way. Um, So I'm just kind of gonna, I'm sending a bunch of songs to my publisher and like, okay, who do you think these would 
work for and who's taking outside songs and all that stuff. So it's kind of a process. And, but And the truth is, like, you can get a song and then go and rewrite it and yeah. keep certain parts of exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. So that's the, that's the other thing is, and, and a lot of them will need that because the production's outdated or yeah. some of them aren't fully finished or just, like, just need a little help and, um, yeah. Like, random songs have, have hit my ears that I've thought, like, oh, this could actually be something for an artist. Yeah, and if it's just ch- changed a little bit. Yeah, you shoot it over to them, but not thinking that the whole thing in its entirety is kept. Like, it's, like, essentially a building block for you to yeah. do whatever you want with. Definitely, definitely. And that's what my manager was saying, because I was like, oh, like, maybe I should take this one out. And he was like, no, 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 leave it in. And, like, it doesn't have to be that exact thing that someone likes like maybe they like one little thing and they're inspired by it and then yeah, they, they keep, your keep a little thing and then they change it and you, I, use, I still have publishing on it and whatever totally. so how much of boy is the same or is it it's exactly the same exactly yeah. the same like so exactly you wrote a perfect song yeah congratulations um thank you <laughs> was, was there any thought that you were going to get on it with her or is it always this is for you I, it's, i'm out of this stage of my life um we never even really like discussed that i was just like i want you to i want you to have it it's, it's yours um yeah and i went in with her and we did little ad libs on it <laughs> like i helped her do the, the ad libs she's she's like so adorable i love her the whole family or the the d'amelios are angels like actual angels i love them so you want to be a, a songwriter mm-hmm. kind of would yeah, you sit down in a studio a with somebody and yeah, work with them totally i've done that a couple of times but um and i want it once once i'm like back in it i just need to get back into I need to get inspired again and then I need to get back in the studio and just start writing and writing and writing and then I will go and do stuff for other people because I haven't practiced in a while. I've been out of, not out of work, but like I've been, I've been unemployed. Um, yeah, I just haven't been doing it because I haven't wanted to. I'm in album mode right now and I just, I'm, I have nothing to worry about. Is it a different yeah. muscle writing for somebody else than writing for yourself? Yeah, I mean... At the end of the day, it's like the actual writing process of like rhyming stuff and coming up with little things and melodies and all that. That's the same, but it's more coming up with the actual concepts. That's hard for when I'm writing for myself. But if I'm writing with someone who kind of knows what they want to write about, like a lot of artists will go in with writers and just be like, this is what's going on in my life. Like, let's write something about it. I think that would be a lot easier for me because it's something to go off of versus if I'm going in writing about my life and I have nothing to go off of, what yeah. am I going to do? And you have to like emotionally mine for stuff. Exactly. But if, but I'm, I'm usually pretty good at connecting with other people emotionally and feeling emotions that other people have yeah. or have been through. And I've been through a lot of different emotions. You have empathy? Um, That's <laughs> yeah, good to know. I do. I have basic human empathy. Wow. Unlike some people. We're proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. Daniel, what are you thinking? I just want to go through the other two photos I have saved here. Of course you do. This one we- I like. Just tell me what you tell me what inspired these two numbers. <laughs> um, four twenty. <420, laughs> uh, well, it, that actually is a double meaning there. So oh. four twenty, uh, weed. Yeah. Wow. And forty two, nineteen forty two, Don Julio tequila. Oh, your oh. favorite tequila. And sixty nine is <laughs> funny. <laughs> it is. It's a funny. The funniest number of all the numbers. What else you got in your monitor there? Oh, also, wait, double meaning for 69. It's also the symbol for cancer in the Zodiac, oh. and I have a cancer moon. You have a cancer moon. Mm-hmm. That's good to know. I just came up with that one on the spot. <laughs> and how about this one? This one's interesting. Oh, God. Olivia outgrow. What? Y'all ever feel like you've outgrown everything in your life? Well, do you? Yeah. Yeah, often. <laughs> All the time. 
cool. I think, yeah. I mean, what, what are we having a realization here, Dan? No. I took the screenshot of that a while ago. I've thought about that before. Yeah, sometimes I look around and I'm like, I don't, like, I feel like nothing fits me anymore. And not just my clothes. It's all yeah. my friends and the things that I'm doing and the places I'm going. Like, but whenever that happens to me, I just, like, flee the country for a little bit and then just, like, come back. And then I'm better. Like, when I went, like when I went to London and New York by myself. And then I came back and I'm... You're thinking about moving to one of these places? Yeah, I wanted to move to London for a while, but I just, it would be too crazy for me. Like, I'm still so reliant on my dad, and I have a dog. So, and also I just bought a house, so it's probably (laughs) not the best idea for me to go London, but I was trying for a while. But you feel like you've outgrown, but you run from outgrowing, but then you come back and then just squeeze yourself back into what you don't I don't know what's going on, Zach. I don't know. I'm young. And maybe Young that's it. Maybe you haven't outgrown it. You're just, it's growing pains. Yeah. Ooh, good. One. That's a great concept. <laughs> Take that with you. Okay, well. I don't need um, any piece of it. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like I, I think it's all about perspective. And when my perspective is off, I'm like, oh, I've outgrown these things. And I don't have to, things don't have to always be the same. Like whenever I'm feeling a disconnect between me and like just, for something that's happened recently, like I felt kind of disconnected from my friends um, and kind of alienated and just like there was some differences that just felt weird to me. And every time I was hanging out with them, I would just feel like something was off. Um, And you just have to find a different way to look at things. Like they're not all against me. Like I'm not the odd one out. We, whenever I talk to them about that kind of stuff, they all are like, oh, I feel that way too. It's like just the way that I'm looking at situations. And I I feel like my when my perspective is constantly changing all the time, how I feel about them is always going to change. How I feel about everything is going to change. How I feel about where I'm living or like the music I'm making, everything. So I just need to step away from my life and step away from situations and kind of gain the perspective to look at it differently and, and think like, okay, am I really upset by this or is it just my emotions getting in the way of things or... And if, if something really is not good for me, if I really have outgrown something, then I'll step away from it. Yeah. And I don't need to always be involved in everything that my friends do and go out to every party that everyone in LA is always going to or wear a certain thing that I think I need to wear or make a certain type of song that I think... Like, I I need to just... It's it's all about perspective and the way that I'm viewing my life and my actions. Does that, that make sense? Amen. Beautiful. Well said. <laughs> There was a moment there where I was going and I was like, where am I going with this? Where am I going? <laughs> I don't know where this is going. You landed. But I figured it out. Yeah, it's a pretty good time for Olivia's in this world, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah, Olivia's are having their moment. Mm-hmm. Well, not me. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> You're going on tour? You're going on you tour. Have you have an album out. Eight, well, you have another one on the way. You have a great festival season ahead of you. Bought a house. I did buy a house. I mean, come on. <laughs> Glass half full. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty great glass mm-hmm. filled with really expensive champagne. Champagne. Yeah. <laughs> Cheers to you. It's a nice flute. Um, <laughs> please listen to episode season one. There's a link in the description below. The Olivia O'Brien show is coming to a city near you. It's coming to a lot of cities. Mm-hmm. But it's, when you're coming up with a festival set compared to the tour set, is it the same? Is it going to be different? It's going to be pretty different, um, especially like the festivals I'm doing are it, it's it, I like to think of it kind of differently as my shows, because at festivals, people go see 
you know, a bunch of different artists they may like, but when you're going to a show just for one person, then I know that's like my super fan. So they'll mm-hmm. want to hear like a different kind of music, like more like album cuts and different things versus at a festival. I just want to play like my biggest songs. Um, but the, the concept of my tour is really fun because it's kind of, I, I've never done anything where I have like kind of a script or like a thing that I'm doing kind of the same every night. We're trying, we're, we're working on it right now, but it's basically going to be a mix of a concert, a late night TV show mixed with like the Amanda show mixed with like the Eric Andre show. <laughs> what? <laughs> so like I'm going to be singing, but I want, I'm going to like have like a little like setup, like it's a show and I'm basically going to be the host and the performer. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't think too much about it. Okay, <laughs> it's gonna work. We're, we're going. Yeah, how Better. far into the planning are you? <laughs> Two I'd hours. I give. Uh, we planned a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> and what part of the Amanda show? You bringing in the lobsters? Oh. Um, I have to figure out my own version of the lobsters. I'm thinking maybe like the dancing Dexter is my dog. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> but I want to do like stupid things. Like, have you ever seen the Eric Andre show? Yeah. Yeah. When they just like, they're just like, you don't know what's going to happen next. And something's really weird. I obviously can't do anything that crazy because like, I don't want to get sued, but I'm going to, I'm, we're, we're coming up with things. I want to bring in like a comedy writer and like write like funny things and have like skits and things. <laughs> so it's going to be the same every night. Not exactly the same, but like th- where there's going to be like a thing, Got it. you know, because normally I just go out there and I have no idea what's going on. I'm just like, hey, whatever. And then Are I- you nervous about having to memorize lines? No, because yeah. like at the end of the day, it's I'm, it's not like I'm I used to do musical theater and it's like that's huh. scary memorizing lines because you're like saying someone else's words. These aren't going to be my words. So if I mess it up and I was to decide I want to <laughs> say something else, who cares? <laughs> Nobody knows. It's me. It's my show. The Olivia Ryan show. That's right. So, what made you want to do this instead of just a regular concert? Um, it just goes with the theme of like TV movie vibes, and also I just like think it's funny. I <laughs> think it's gonna be really <laughs> fun to play with, and um, I'm gonna have like a sign that says like the Olivia Ryan show. I'm, like, do you watch a lot of TV while making this? I watch a lot of TV always. <laughs> what do you like, watch? Right now, I'm rewatching Modern Family, and I just oh, started so it a couple good. weeks. It's literally, so good. I just started a couple weeks ago again, and I'm already on season nine, so I'm like, it, that's how much I watch TV. It really hits. Mm-hmm, it really hits. It's so funny. All the, I just love a good, well-written character, and all the characters are so good. Me too. Superstore, I would highly recommend if okay, you like Modern Family. Really great. Uh, I watch Seinfeld all the time. Mm-hmm. Very good. New I've, Girl? New Girl. I've seen New Girl like 80 times. I'm not kidding. Me it's too. my fa- that, Another one. The characters are Oh good. You're so invested oh, in that. Good. I like I would I would like to live in the new girl universe. Whatever universe that it exists there it is real. The, I would There's like so much there. nuance in those characters that it's genius. Like every little every little thing. Everything. And the actors are like in order to they really brought them to life, man. Like I believe that they're real people. That's why it's hard for me to watch a show when the acting isn't good cuz it brings me out of it. Yeah. I'm like, dude, like you're like I will think about like they're acting right now this isn't real but the, if the acting is good enough to where i'm like oh my god and i don't think about the fact that people are acting then it's fire so this is coming in the olivia o'brien show coming yeah. to a city near you <laughs> yeah my acting is gonna be so fire you're gonna forget <laughs> you're even at my concert Link in the I'm description gonna, below I'm gonna bring you out you're gonna have an out-of-body experience <laughs> you're welcome ahead of time <laughs> when's this tour start well i have a couple of shows <laughs> I have a couple shows happening, like, before, and then a couple, like, I'm doing, like, a little, 
uh, California kind of run and then doing like the rest of them. So the first show looks like it starts November 2nd in uh, Arizona. Well, th- yeah, that's like the second like the but I'm having my L.A. show, my San Diego show, my Santa Ana show, August 30th, 31st and September 1st. Oh, wow. And so then soon. off for a month and then. Yeah. Well, you're off for that monthly festivals. You do Bottle Rock in September, right? <gasps> yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> that's a big one. I know. It's I'm scared. I'm like because all my like hometown friends go to that festival. Lollapalooza, wow! So you're performing for like your 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 main people, and yeah, Bottle Rock, yeah. I'm scared. If you had to pick between your LA friends and your hometown friends, who would you pick? What do you mean? Do you like I have that? like one hometown friend. Her name is Ariel. Actually, <laughs> oh. my friend Madison too, and Jill. Well, those are like, there's like a couple people that I like kind of keep in touch with, but like, I I did, I was not popular in high school. <laughs> um, I kind of just did everything with my friend Ariel. So, um, yeah. But I'm more scared that of, like, people that I randomly went to high school with coming to my set. I'm just, like, going to be nervous. They're coming to your set. Yeah, You're I'm performing nervous. there. It's scary. And You're also, the one on stage. There's, like, 50,000 people there. What if I see one of their faces and I'm like, ah. <laughs> I start crying. <laughs> It'd make for a really good There's set. There's this one kid that used to bully me that if I see his face, I will actually burst into tears. Really? <laughs> yeah. You don't feel like you prove these people wrong? Oh, I definitely have. But, like, just performing and seeing that, I would just, like, Bleh. Yeah, but no. isn't that the win that you're performing at their hometown festival? Not if I sound like Don't you want to give the, you give them your best performance ever? Yeah. And be like, look at me, yeah. F- you. Yeah, I do. I guess. You're going to kill it. I, God, Thank I can you. feel the confidence. It's awesome. I'm so confident right now. You're going to do great. Awesome. No, you are. Yeah, I am. It's going to be really great. <laughs> Olivia O'Brien, everybody. Thank you for having me. Hello there, beautiful human. Thanks for listening to our conversation with Olivia O'Brien. I appreciate you giving us your time and energy today. Please subscribe to the podcast, share it with those you care about, and let us know who we should have on the show next. At Zach Zang Show, on any form of social media. Please be safe, hug your family, don't go to jail, and have a great day. Talk to you soon. Peace and love.